No, that rap right the there, if I would have dropped that rap, the whole, I would have like a million followers because people don't know this about me. But I'm the illest MC in America. Illest. I, you know how Method Man rap? Right. I don't sound nothing like that. But I. You never sound mind. like you do conscious rap. Conscious rap. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Cut Different. Hashtag Cut Different on all platforms. This your boy G. Back here with my man DJ. Hello. This nigga's hello. You just trying to speak to white women now? Saying hi. I'm trying. I'm working Hello. on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> so, what's up, everybody? I'm waiting on y'all to say what's up back. They ain't say it. They ain't say it. I ain't hear none of y'all say what's up. Hey, Ruth. I know. It's back to school week. Parents, we are about to get these kids out of our house. You eating all my damn cornflakes? You got the air on. You got lights on in rooms that you not even in. I don't understand that. If you walk out of a room and you have no idea when you're going to return, turn the lights off. The craziest shit, it'd be the parents that be doing that shit. They forget the lights off. I pay the bills. I can do that. That's bullshit. <laughs> I can do that. I know I'm paying for my misuse. I'm not paying for your misuse. You know what I mean? I'm the parent that'll call you out the other room and say, hey, bring me something to drink. You walk through the kitchen. You walk. You need a text. Like, parents don't even, like, they don't even text text you. They don't even text, like, hey, can you give me something to drink? Even though the kitchen right there. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I got you. You got to pass through the kitchen to come to me. (laughs) Dad, Ain't nothing wrong with that. We need... We need some more of that old school parenting, man, because the, the stuff I've seen over the summer, i seen a kid kick his mama. i seen another kid curse his mama. These kids are under 10. And these women ain't have no idea what to do with them trying to act like they tough. Like, don't make me do something. Like, uh, I, think, I think after the kick, it was time for you. At that point, you in a fight. The fight has been initiated. You need to do something now. And it's okay to beat the fear to a kid. I think all kids need a healthy amount of fear of their parents. For sure. I don't. I don't think you should think that you can get away with anything. With I don't think parents. my love is gonna stop me from lashing out. No. No. So, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. That's good. Even though I don't think that's How? a good fit. I, I've been they thinking about They have a leader on the, on the floor at least three quarters. They have AD and they have LeBron and they, you know, Westbrook. You think AD is a leader? Mm, I think he is a good second. Yeah. He, He's a, he got, like, the nowhere. personality of a KD. Who? AD. Yeah, he a good second. Yeah, he could carry mean, a team for sure to a game, but I don't think he could carry. I don't think he can like bail him out though. First of all, let's not give Giannis all of those acumens because he don't deserve them. Why? What did he do? He scored fifty. So? What you mean? So? I ain't nothing. I can go do that right now. You're by yourself? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
I mean, I like Giannis, but to me, he really still can't play basketball. I think what helped them out over the hump was Drew uh Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah, his his defense was just on point the entire series. That was a real leader. Yeah, but you got to also look at the fact that if Devin Booker hadn't clamped at the wrong time, we wouldn't be having a conversation about Giannis winning the ring. Devin Booker is good, but he wasn't ready for the big stage. Yeah, I feel like Chris Paul did all he could. Yeah. That, he brought the wrong team with him. He brought the right team with the he with not enough. Up. Yeah, they weren't experienced enough to do yeah. that. They could get him there. He could get him there again, for sure. Will he? Yeah. I think he should have went. The Lakers was trying to get him. He should have went. But that was like some years ago before the Clippers. No, the Lakers was trying to get him in the offseason this year. They was trying to get Chris Paul before Westbrook. Chris Paul, I think Damian Lillard first, then Damian Chris Paul, yeah. then yeah. Russell. I like Damian Lillard because he ain't, he don't care about going to those super teams. He like, I don't want that. Uh, Giannis got lucky this year. Yeah. Brooklyn got hurt. That's the only reason they there. If Brooklyn didn't get hurt, he wouldn't have got Durant. And I feel like... Not to take away from the fact that he played all them games to get Durant. Yeah. Because that's still a hell of a feat, no matter who you play. But, nah. He can't play basketball to me. Suns is out there kicking ass. You think the Suns would have stood up against Harden, Jane, uh, Harden, Kyrie, and KD? Nah. But it would have been a good series. It would have been a hell of a series. But it still would have went to game seven. No. You don't Maybe think so? Game, game five. No, nah, because I think, I think that would have made them play a little bit harder. Because, you know, Chris Paul lived for that. He lived for a challenge. When he step up, what did he do? Yeah, it wasn't on him, though. I, I think he did what Chris Paul was supposed to do. He going to give you 28. Couple steals, good yeah. steals, good good steals, good steals. Hmm. So that's that. Um, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, what you guys think about Russell Westbrook to the Lakers? I think the only way that can work is if Le- LeBron take a back seat. He gonna have to. He been saying he's taking the back seat. I think he should have been at power four three years ago. He's big enough for the position. The position is light. It ain't no real, you know, he ain't got no real opposition in that position. He can still do 30 points. You think he's strong enough for power forward, though? LeBron? Yeah. That's what he's good at. He's an athlete. I think LeBron good, like, on the perimeter. He could see that he had That's better. what all the power forwards do. Aren't they more than closer to the paint? That's small forward right outside. No, that's traditional. That's how they're supposed to play. Oh. That's not what's actually happening. Oh, yeah. I'd be seeing the center on the four and five are out. (laughs) It's going to be a three. The point guard is inside now. Yeah, that's that's bad. (laughs) One and two inside, (laughs) and three, four, and five on the outside. Court off. That's what I said. LeBron, he's a good passer. He can see that he got a good court vision. But Russell Westbrook has proven four years straight. Triple doubles. Yeah, but he, that's when he had to take the game over. Yeah, 
he can still do that though. Will LeBron on the team? LeBron need a, a break. He won't have to go and sit down as much with Russell Westbrook out there. He's still he can walk around and just be a threat. Cause he gonna be what thirty seven. Yeah. He gonna be thirty seven with this next uh, season coming in. Well, he'll be thirty seven like December or something like that. I think he waiting on his son to get in the league and then he gonna retire. Play one year with him. Just pass the baton off. Yeah, I Let think he know. got it to do twenty. I, I think he got twenty years in him. I mean, he did so far. I think he had eighteen. Uh, I think he had eighteen. Okay. He done got enough rings, got enough money at this point. He definitely got enough money. They said he the only active player to earn a billion dollars during his career and still playing. I don't think he worth a billion dollars. Why? LeBron? Yeah. LeBron ain't worth a billion yet. You got to think about all the stuff he's doing outside of sports. Yeah, but he's he on the soccer team. A piece of it. He, uh, he's not the sole oh, owner. Uh, Hey, Michael Jordan on a piece of the Hornets. He He's soul. the majority owner. It's a piece. It's like 80%. I would like to Google that. It, okay, it's 70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be 60-something because I think he sold more, but he still got control and shares. Yeah. What? All of Brody does a football team. Yeah. Everybody trying to, I think Jay-Z is going to be first with that. Yeah. But Jay-Z and LeBron friends. So that might be something. They might venture out on that together. Yeah, that would be cool. But, sure. you know, Jay-Z ain't a good business partner. But Jay-Z is a venture capitalist. He buys to sell. Yeah. He don't He don't buy to own. He buys to sell. That title deal, I think that's all going to go for sure. It's a good thing because he got uh, the Rock Nation stuff, and he could just sign artists. Yeah, more like management now. I think is Puffy ever gonna do anything again? He doing the album. Puffy doing the album? Yeah, he's fifty. So, okay. That right. uh, last trade to Paris was fire. I ain't. I don't. I ain't never really liked Puffy. I did like um, the album he did with Hello Good Morning. That's like my wake wake up song. I think that's the last train to Paris. Is it with mm-hmm. the two girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good album. That was fire. Yeah, especially listening back to it now. You should have let them girls sing a little bit more. It's Buffy, man. Yeah, you got a rap. Yeah. I wonder who wrote all those raps. The girls. <laughs> <laughs> they wore cheesy. I don't know. Fabulous and Jada Kids seem like they kind of cool with them, and they put the pen down for them. Hey, that's a nice little check. Yeah. Ride some uh, puffy raps. Yeah. That ain't bad. Ain't bad at all. Who's your top five? Rappers? Yeah. Top five. Dead or alive or just? Period. Okay. Um, I love Jay-Z. Nas. In that order? Or are you just saying? Nas. Uh, I would like to say Jay-Z. You said Jay-Z and Nas already. But you said in order. Oh, in order? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jay-Z, lyrically? Lyrically. Fire. 
Big Pimpin', like, come on. Yeah, but he was, he was, was on there with some crazy rappers, though. That he yeah. wasn't even the one that made that song pop. But his verse, was, to me, was the hardest verse on there. Maybe because I wasn't used to Down South rap at the time. But, to me, his verse was the hardest on there. Um, Is Texas Down South? Yeah. They call that Down South, too? What? Yes. Texas ain't South to me. What are you talking about? That's the... It's cowboy boots and everything else. They southern, but that's more of a Mexican swag to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> because it's close. Uh, Donald Glover. What? Yeah. He in your top five of top all five. time? Top five. Donald G- Glover. I, the, I grew up dude. on, I grew up on, I, that was like my high school. I listened to all his mixtapes and everything like that. The nigga from ATL? The nigga from ATL, the nigga from Atlanta community, like fire. Have you have uh, you ever listened to his any, any of stuff? I like uh, the song he keeps saying, "Stay woke." See, you gotta listen to his stuff. He got some good stuff. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, I put you on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ain't talking loud enough, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll put you on. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, Kiss. That last one's always hard. Because I'd be listening to corny niggas from sometimes. Like yeah, Will you said Donnie Glover. Will Smith, I'd be listening to. Uh, you got Donnie Glover in your. Donald. Donnie Glover. <laughs> <laughs> What's his rap name? Childish Gambino. Yeah, Donnie Glover. <laughs> he got that from Wu Tang. Alright. Uh, Raekwon. That's your top five. Top five. That's top five. F. You like Rick Watt. He alright. What? He ain't the best in Wu Tang to me. He's not. Red uh, no Method Man. Method Man is the best in Wu Tang. He's the best. He has the best but I felt like the hardest verses in Wu Tang Rayquan, for sure. For I don't sure. know about that. I mean The Chef took over. Especially uh Ghostface? Over Ghostface? I couldn't stand Wu-Tang, though. Really? I felt like that was just for New York. And everybody just fell in love with it. Man, I felt like that was some of the grimiest music. It was it wasn't more grimy than them dudes that, uh, Annie Up dudes. Which man, I they just sound like, they just sounded like they wanted to rob somebody. This man said, them, <laughs> they got garbage up the block. Like, what? What? Like that's that's it, that's that's your no. But his his rhymes is even harder. Harder than DMX. DMX is more of a storyteller. DMX will rock all the Wu Tang. DMX is what Wu Tang wanted to be. You're wild. I'm just saying. You're wild. He's what he's everything Wu Tang was wanted to be. I feel like DMX was a great storyteller. And that's what got him to where he was. He's at. a hell of a lyricist too. For sure, a great storyteller. <laughs> you sure. don't want to go with lyricist tag. Like I just, I felt like he's a great storyteller. Like all his that's stuff, what rap is, though. Yeah, telling the story. Yeah, but I like the way they ride the beat, like how they how they go over on the beat. Like if if it just all go together, like 
Like even today they say like Lil Baby is a really good artist. The dude that sounds like he's just his he's like, he's high. He high muffled like yeah. But yeah, it's how he rides the beat. That song with Kirk Franklin, I was like, who is this dude? Like he just, why he ain't just go get Lecrae? Lecrae is a better lyricist. It's about than pop- Lil Baby. It's, it's about popularity right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that was. Lil Baby ain't. Dope. He dope. I like his music. Lil Baby? Yeah. He looks like he's high. Yeah. I think he got ADD because he couldn't focus when he was supposed to be doing He just started when I seen him perform on the BET Award. He looked like he just wasn't focused. He looked like he was just trying to go somewhere on the stage, but he ain't nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's how most of them look. <laughs> Yeah, that dude. They walk to West Side. They look, see if their friends over there. Like, nah, they ain't over there. They walk yeah. to the other side, see if their friends over there. Like, nah, yeah. they ain't over uh, there. Dude, <laughs> you in the middle of a performance. I think Kirk Franklin was a better, better lyricist than, than Lil Baby. Hey, like I said, I like the way he just, he just how he ride the beat. Yeah. What about you? Who your top five? My top five? Oh, Pac, Rockin'. In order of like lyricists, Rakim will be God. He's number one. Pop, just just there's nobody. Rakim didn't really have that many popping songs, but lyrically, this dude is like a monster. The monster. I I, I just lyrically, I don't know anybody that can deal with him. Uh, he gave us he gave us a slow flow. He gave us something to think about early. You know what I mean? Like you got Grandmaster Cass and and I got so many, I don't know if I would have a top five. So I just wanna let the viewers know I don't know who he was talking about after Rakio. <laughs> Grandmaster Cass is a hell of a lyric. It's Cold Crush Brothers. I'm thinking it's probably like Cowboy dude. You don't know Cold Crush? No. You don't know hip-hop if you don't know who Cold Crush is. I, that's not true. No, that's very true. You got to be a... Hip- I don't know who taught Bruce Lee how to fight, but I, I think I know karate. Is that a word? hip hop Who? I'm trying to sound intelligent when I'm trying to tell you. Whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> so I said, Pop, Rock him. Uh... E forty. Um, my top five. See, that's when it started getting shaky for me. I don't think I'll put DMX in my top five. Why? I, I He's not a lyricist. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> I don't think I'll put him up there. CeeLo. I'll put CeeLo up there. Them first two Good and Mob albums. If it wasn't for CeeLo, we wouldn't know who Good and Mob is. We wouldn't have never got introduced to Outkast without CeeLo. I think CeeLo helped Andre reach another level. I don't know the history, but I know CeeLo's dope. He, he's a hell of a rapper, and people don't even give him props for being a rapper. Uh... That's four. Um, 
Ice Cube. Um, yeah. I got three Whiskos rappers in my thing. It's dope, man. Thank you. Pop. What? Pop. I'm trying to count my West Coast rappers. Pop. Why would you say he's a West Coast rapper? Pop is West Coast. Was he born West in Baltimore? Coast? He was born in New York. He lived in Baltimore or something like that? He right? lived in Baltimore. He was born in New York. Yeah, that's three. Pop, Ice Cube, and E-40. I think E-40 should get an award, a Lifetime Achievement Award, for being probably the most banging lyricist ever. He gave us a vocabulary that we didn't have. I felt like he started making up words. When yeah. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, we should go here. Yeah, instead of making a word, finding a word that rhymed, he just made a word rhyme. Boozle, boozle. Like, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, we heard that on Sprinkle Me. Yeah. That's about it for me. You have a strong list. My list would kill your list. Probably. You talking about violently or are you talking about in the lyrics? And I like Buster Rhymes. (laughs) So he's like my 5B. You don't know nobody that can even stand toe-to-toe with Buster. Nobody? Nobody. Nobody. Kendrick, probably. Kendrick? Mm -hmm. On Buster Rhymes? Hell yeah. Nah. I think Kendrick, he busts around his ass a lot. Did y'all just Honest hear what he track. just said? You think Kendrick Lamar Hell can stand yeah. toe-to-toe with Busta Rhymes? I think Kendrick will fuck anybody up on the you track. You the same dude that probably got a Lil Wayne CD somewhere at the house. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Amelie was the worst display of lyricism ever. He and don't. I couldn't understand why people liked it. It's like he say some of the most crazy, like, like the, he, I don't know how many times he used the Master Splinter Bar. Like, I don't, like, it's just. He looked like him. He looked like Master Splinter. He looks like a dirty rat. Lil Wayne make you think, though. He make you think he's high. He said, uh. I think Chris G- Brown is a better rapper than Lil Wayne. Wow. Chris Brown is a good rapper, but you're for, you're you're very disrespectful. I think Chris Brown will bury that dude. That thing he did, the freestyles he did with Funk Master Flex, would kill Lil, Lil you Wayne's don't think those catalog. Were, you don't think those were written down? Um, the first one I seen wasn't. You're crazy. You can go back to the freestyles he did, and you can go back to the verses he did on his album, and they're the same. So, Lil Wayne doesn't write anything down. You can tell. Right. So, <laughs> you can make all those albums without Lil writing Wayne. one song. I, 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 I stepped on. on my shoes and I tied them. And I stepped on the ground because I can walk. Okay. There's monsters out here. It's scary. I pop pills. I yeah. fuck bitches. I slap hoes. Like, what? what's that, next? Like, yeah. That's that why I don't yeah. listen to rap. You know what y'all need in y'all life? No. What's up? Anita Baker. Anita Baker. We don't need to clean up. We trying to fight. <laughs> Y'all chill. trying to fight. You can't chill to no darn Lil Wayne. 
I, that just kills. That's like getting in the car and driving with nowhere to go. Yeah, but when you get out the car, you're in a better mood. Hey. When you go in the house and you listen to Anita Baker, you just gotta pick up a broom. Anita Baker will make you just chill. It'll make you fall in love. Fall in love. Right. No, it may, it'll make you stay in love, too. That's what it's about, man. You know, y'all just need love in y'all life. You want a hug? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, trending topics. We covered Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. Which is going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be entertaining to watch. Right. I think they're going to sell out tickets as they usually do because of West Russell. Seeing Russell Westbrook when he's on, I think the only way that can work is if they take a backseat, AD and LeBron take a backseat, let Russell do what Russell do until he cools off. When he's hot, let Russell be Russell. Yeah. When he's cold, that's when y'all step in and say, nah, we ain't passing you the ball this time, bro. We're going to go ahead and close this game. But you think Russ going to be cool with that? Hell no. Right. They're going to have to contain that. Russ going to snatch that shit out there. He's going to do a steal on his own team. He's going to take it from LeBron. <laughs> LeBron going to go for it through. Russ going to think it's an alley. <laughs> Russell, uh, He's probably the most athletic and and driven person in the whole NBA. I don't know. You've never seen anybody athletic for sure. The most athletic point guard for sure. And driven. You've never seen anybody shut down Russell Westbrook. You've never seen anybody beat Russell Westbrook. You know who beats Russell Westbrook? Damian Lillard. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook beats Russell Westbrook every time. Dame sent that man home. He sent him home, but Russell wasn't on him. When Russell said, I'm going to shut you down this game, what did he do? Shut him down. That sent game that, that he said he was going to do. Sent that man home. Yeah, but Russell Russell is not focused. He didn't understand that, okay, I shut it down last time. I need to come back and do the same thing. No, Russell went and did Russell. Of course. I already proved that I can beat you. I don't need to come back and do it again. He should have. He should, but that's how Russell plays. Yeah. Russell don't give a damn about that. He wants his respect. Look, he he gets his respect. He fast, like he he jumps high, like you know. Russell Westbrook has dunked on every superstar in the league. Right, <laughs> but now he's going for a ring. Now he's going with a super team. He's gonna have to chill. I don't think that's a super team. Anthony Davis is a liability. Are you serious? He get hurt every season. He's fragile. That's that's Mr. Glass. Anybody anybody that's on the team with LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, um, Kawhi Leonard, they own a super team. Even you James think? Harden. I don't know how though. What you mean? They I, don't, I don't consider you, all of them superstars, though. How? In order to be on Super Team, you got to be on with superstars. I don't look at the, all of them as superstars. They don't do everything well. Kyrie? Kyrie is probably the most skilled person in the damn league. But his attitude 
is crazy. Besides his attitude, though, like that dude just don't. He play when he feel like it. He's the one person in NBA history we say plays when he feels like it. But the game, though, that's what I'm saying. Like his game all around does that not make him a superstar? Yeah. I mean, he's the most skilled. I I, I would consider him a superstar. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. And you him add, and KD. And you add somebody on to them. Does like that James Harden. Like James I think Harden. That's a super team. It should be. Right. It should be. LeBron James by himself like, is a team. Let's be for real. Anybody he, that you add on to him that got a name, quote unquote, is on the super team. I feel like one, no, two or more players is a super team. If Russell Westbrook plays like we know he can every game, like we know he can, not the way he chooses to play, yeah. but he if he plays an efficient game, he's a dangerous player. Right. Think so about everything him and LeBron, did. to me, would be a super team. AD is still not there. How can you say that, though? Because he's good for what he's good for. He's He's in the same category for me as Paul George. I think Paul George for real just need like some guidance. Like he need a father figure. Yeah. This is the same dude that told us earlier this year when Kawhi got hurt that he didn't. That's not a position he want to play. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It wasn't about him coming there and not wanting to be the main dude or be the number one option. It was about his confidence in himself. Like he didn't believe or he didn't think that he can do. What what we know he's capable of doing. He feel I feel like he taking me on the journey of Carmelo Anthony, for real. Car- Carmelo is way better than him. I, the journey's kind of the same. The journey, I don't know, cause Paul George ain't been the number one option for a long time. He ain't he ain't been the number one option for a minute. Carmelo always been the number one option. What? Yeah, when was he not? You talking about his years at Portland? That don't count. Portland. He's a he's a veteran now. Like he's just playing for a check now. Yeah, he almost didn't get a check. I don't know. Paul George is like I don't even know why he even called himself playoff Pete. Carmelo is he in the playoffs all the time. Carmelo can guarantee that's because of who he's with. Right. Yeah, it's not Super because team, of him. Right. You think the Clippers are a super team right now? Not right now, but they got they still got Kawhi. Like Kawhi, like that's what I mean by super team is like the added on pieces on top of your superstar. We know Kawhi. Add another superstar makes a super team. Yeah. Paul George is not a superstar. Paul George is man. He's an all star. He's he's a super. He, he's I don't even all, consider him an all star. He's a star player. I'm saying he's an added piece. To the superstar. Yeah, but in order to be a super team, y'all let us know what y'all think. In order to be a super team, you have to have another superstar. Just need added on pieces. I don't even know if one qualifies. I think you need two. You need a big three for a superstar team. Right. You know, who the Clippers got? Paul George. Paul George. That's the only Uh, other big name. Um... And he shouldn't have a big name. He's equivalent to Rondo. 
That's what I think about Paul George. Hey, Rondo, if you're listening to this, it wasn't me. Paul, I mean, Rondo is a consistent player, though. And to me, he has an edge. Paul George can go off for 40. We all know he can do it. Is he going to do it often? No, he's going to, you know, give you 20. He's going to give you 30. He's going to do it in games that don't matter, though. And when but, it matters, he didn't score number two points in 48 that minutes. That's what I'm saying. He needs guidance. What happened to him in the second half of the damn closeout game? Every time it's a game seven, you can count on Paul George don't even want to get out of bed. I think they need Bradley Bill. They Bradley, Bradley Bill. Bill I think Bradley Bill go. They win two, two rings for sure. I think Bradley Bill, a trade for Bradley Bill. And Paul George will be a good trade. No, keep Paul George too. Keep him? Yeah. Ain't they the same position? You move Paul George like small forward or something like that. Where are you going to put Bradley Bill? Shooting guard. Okay. Yeah. You think Bradley Bill won't out still? Yes. You think he's going to be one of the big trades this, this summer? For sure. Yeah. He don't want to be like, you can't, you can't keep losing. Hey, hey, he's a Christian. I love him. <laughs> I love him. You can't keep losing, man. You gotta, you gotta keep. Like I understand Damian Lillard's position because he don't want to go to a super team and he don't want to lead. He want to be loyal, but he might have to go. He might have to go somewhere because they're not trying to build around him like that. I don't know. They they should. I would invest way more into them. Like we need, we need better big men. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all let us know what y'all think and what y'all hopes are for the. uh, I really want to leave Chicago. I'm thinking about making Charlotte my team. Yo, I look. I feel like the Ball Brothers gonna get in there and turn it up. I hopefully, hopefully they get them. I really want them to get them. You think they're going to try? Yeah, man. LeVar Ball made us care about their family way more than we should, but. I respect that dude. Yeah. I respect him. That's a real father. That's a real. Shout out to LeVar Ball, man. Sure. I didn't buy none of them slides or them sweatshirts. They were oh, just we talking too about them thousand dollar ones? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Nah, I'll go buy some Ralph uh, for a lot cheaper. I'll write a. <laughs> Triple B's on there <laughs> to support. Yeah, go to one of them print shops, nigga. I got you. Don't even worry about it, brother. <laughs> so, social media topics. You seen anything crazy this week? Not really, man. I've been trying to get off of social media just because I feel like... You're not giving no hope to this show like we were supposed to make that a topic. <laughs> and you just said you don't want to do social media no more. No, I'm saying like I, I like I'm trying to have a fast from it. Like I really feel like it's messing it's my It's not life a fast up. if it doesn't involve food. So you're taking like a sabbatical. Okay, a sabbatical. Yes. Or a lint like type deal. I'm trying to not even be on there at all just because I feel like I don't need to know what's going on somewhere else. I'll tell you one thing. You can't do any business on earth without social media. No, no, right. I have my business page and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm making my business page today. But I'm not trying to be on there to be in other people's lives. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't read people's posts. I read, you know, the only post I re- really read is when I'm in groups. 
Like I'm in a lot of single Christian groups mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'll read those. I'm in a few ratchet groups too, like Black Men Don't Cheat. Oh, okay. Black Men Don't Cheat is crazy. Crazy. It's like the stupidest thing. People take pictures and say, do it look, do it look like I cheat? <laughs> and like, uh, Please add me to the group. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing ever. Uh, I seen something that I'm tired of seeing women ask questions like this. Like, uh, what I saw this week in one of them groups. This is it. So, who gets to park in the garage, the husband or the wife? <laughs> right. That's that's what I said when I seen it. I felt like LeBron when he walked out of the Durham interview, when he got up in the suit, with the, the little shorts, mean. With the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, what kind of group is this? Like, in your mind, it's like a no-brainer. You're like, yeah, the wife, of course. But then your head, you like, but why? Yo, if I'm sitting in the house, ain't nothing in the world going to happen to my wife. You can walk from the driveway to our door. If you can't walk from the driveway to our door, I already failed. But to me, it's like, it don't even matter to me. Like, fuck if it. If it's room for both cars. Yeah, fit them both. <laughs> like, but but then it's like, oh, like, uh, I'm going in the drive. Like, it don't, like. If it's raining, like, shit, whoever get there first, but... I, I stopped talking. Me and this girl that I was dating had a riff. Let me tell you the story. So, she was telling she was divorced. Uh-huh. And she was telling me one of the main... One, one of the catalysts to her divorce was when she got off work. And she kept telling her husband to change the bulb, the little motion light bulb, mm-hmm. so that it won't be dark when she got home. You know what I mean? So she had a motion sensor. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah, he should have changed that, but he never changed it. So they got in an argument because one day he came home, she was out there changing it. And she got, and, and they got into a little argument. And I'm like, okay, over a bulb? So she told me, I was like, what time you get off work? You know what I mean? Since it's so late. She said she get home about 536. I was like, what? I was like, so you ruined your marriage off principle. Off principle that you wanted to hold, hold dear to your heart that that this dude didn't. I was like, it's a bulb. Like, after you tell your man that something needs to be done, then you shut up about it. They like savings time. Go fuck a marriage up, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just let it go. Like, Damn. what the... Why you... I don't. I think women don't understand like the contention in the marriage turns men off. Like, why we gotta argue about something after you tell me the pipe need to be fixed under the sink in the kitchen? That's it. You got a million other things to worry about. Cause I'm paying the water bill anyway. Until I get to it, it's costing me money. Right. You know what I mean? It's costing us money, but you don't. Like walk away and find something else to do. Don't don't keep telling me that it needs to be done, and you don't need to get up under there. If you was gonna get up under there anyway, why'd you tell me? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like that's I, I think. But back to the meme, like it's just like it's, it's like a bowl. It's like and she got me. We stopped talking over this bowl conversation. 
Like the trash needs to be taken out as she's taking out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the trash need to be taken out. Or you didn't take it out yesterday. You didn't take it out the next day. You forgot. Thursday the trash people come. It's Wednesday. You still ain't take it out. Okay. How you know I ain't gonna just take it out Thursday morning? I'm gonna get up early so I can catch them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though that's nasty, I don't. Like, I'm saying you gonna have roaches. You gonna you get the that, shit. that smell is all in the house right at this point. As soon as you walk in, it hits your face. But the point is, this is probably why they the women be like, yeah, y'all need to listen. Yeah, you just yeah. make that point. <laughs> yeah, I I get that one. I get that one, but it's still not enough. I'm I'm under the thing like what TDJ said. It's not cancer. It's not cancer. That's that should not be the end all be all. That tells me that you never wanted to be married anyway. Right. She's looking out for a way out. Yeah. Like stuff like that, crazy. Like women always talking about, like leaving the toilet seat down. You telling me that you can't just look before you sit and just let the darn toilet seat down so you don't fall into the toilet? If you fall into the toilet. That's your fault. That ain't because of me. If I leave the toilet seat down, you don't want to sit on that toilet. There might be some sprinkles on that seat. And that's just keeping it real. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't sit on that damn toilet. Even if I'm, I mean, I live alone. I got my own restroom. You know what I mean? And I, I don't if know, I see different. the toilet seat down and I got to sit on it, eh, I'm probably going to wipe it first. <laughs> See, I grew up in a house full of women, so it's oh, you different. train? Yeah, I'm I'm potty trained. You potty trained? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't see it as an issue for an argument. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it as a what? As an issue? Yeah. Why you can't just let the toilet seat down? You ever went in the restroom after waking up with your eyes closed? Yeah. Right. That don't stop me from letting the toilet seat up or down, though. Right, but you kind of like, you know, like, you kind of feel it. You like, you know, lift it up. It's still dark. You know, you hear you hear the bowl. Oh, I'm going like pee that. with the seat down. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if it's up or down, she not going to, like, she she ain't got this point in aim. She just got to sit down. So she don't have to, she don't have to walk in there and look and lift the toilet seat up or down. She just got to sit. Oh. So her eyes are closed, so she's in the motion of sitting down. So once she falls in the toilet, it's too late. She fucked. But if she sit on some pee, she fucked. So yeah. it's like you got to be accommodating for that. It's nice to do that sometimes, like opening the door. If you're, you're a chivalrous man, you're going to open the door for your wife. But if it's storming outside, y'all both going to run to the car and she's going to open her own door, right? Yeah, right, but... It's just like you go to the door. I would think of the door as the toilet door weight is like a hundred pounds. You ain't gonna go over there every time. You ain't gonna make her go over there every time. Like, hey, you, it's your turn to lift the door. Like, no, you gonna go over there and lift the door because you're the man. So it's just like, you but know, you're not handicapped. If it's storming, why you want me to get more wet to open your door? It's it's for convenience sake. It, it don't matter if the toilet seat up or down for you because you could piss on it or not. For her, I know it's some Clorox under the counter. For her convenience, she don't want to have to 
with her eyes closed in the middle of the night look for Clorox wipes and wipe but off the toilet. I'm not tripping off stuff. the toilet seat being up. Like, you got the toilet seat down, and you know I'm about to come in here while you ain't leave the toilet seat up for me so I don't piss on the seat. Because you can do either or. Either she can do either or, too. I like women with big ass. <laughs> what does that mean? That means there's a toilet seat up wow. or down. She ain't going to fall in that thing. She got a cushion. I'm joking. Look, man, do your thing, man. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't want to add that big. Hey, girl, I don't want it that big. I'm not even in big asses like I used to be. What happened to you? I was traumatized. When you meet one girl that don't know how to clean it. Oh. Yeah, it's a turn off. Mm. But, um... Not that I think all women with big asses don't know how to take a bath. Um, for me, I think I don't think that's big enough to start an argument over. The toilet seat up or down? Up or down. You you have the option to let that thing down. Check. You know you live with a man, too. I get doing it sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I get returning it to the way you found it. You found it with the toilet seat down. Hey, throw that thing down. That's like basic human nature sometimes. You know, how you saw it when you walked in, put it back that way. But every single time, if I do it every now and then, that's something you live with a man too. Just like I live with a woman, you live with a man. You know some things are not going to be the way that you would do things. Right. So, like, like for instance, I could basically say, like, yeah, you live with a, a woman and she lives with a man. Like, yeah, but it ain't like you got to go behind her and pick up, like, tampons or nothing like that. You see them in the trash. Yeah, but you ain't got to go through there and pick them up. It's a toilet seat, though. It is a toilet seat, but it's the res- it's a respect thing as well. It's, it is respect. I'm saying it's not an issue for breaking up. I get it that that's something that you probably want to consider when you go to the restaurant. Yeah. The only thing I consider when I go to the restroom is what I have to do in the restroom. Right. Sometimes I will put the seat back up. Sometimes I will put it back down. You know what I mean? That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that it shouldn't be a darn decision maker for the longevity of your relationship. It's not worth breaking up a, a toilet seat. I'm saying if you get a wet ass 365 days of the year. That's know. on you. If you did that 365 days a year. You know that I forget. Pull the seat down. You know that when you coming in that restroom sleepy, let that thing down. Because more than likely he left it up. Because if I go in there 3 o'clock in the morning, I ain't going to put it back down. I ain't thinking about that. I'm trying to pee and get back in the bed so I can get these last couple hours of sleep. I'm saying it's not worth. A lot of things that people, these pet peeves that people have. Yeah. It's a bigger fish to burn. Fry. Like, why why put your marriage on the line over pet peeves? I think pet peeves are, like, the silliest things. Like, you want this person to be you. Yeah. They're not you. Some women want a build-a-nigga package from Amazon. Some of them have a dude that's ready to go and still try to build it. You holding on to that one thing. How many times have you ever been... In dating or courtship with a woman, and she's still trying to like mold you into another dude. A lot. 
I, I don't think it's often that dudes care about that. If I liked how you were when I met you, mm-hmm. it don't take me long to figure out if you clean, if you got a personality I can vibe with. You know what I mean? All of them things. After that, I already decided whether or not I want to continue on this little journey with you. You ain't going to hear me a year later complaining about the stuff that I knew about you the first week or month I was dating you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's I, I liked all of this stuff about you. But you hear a lot of women complaining about stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Like, all the stuff. Like, why are you complaining about Because they, want, been this that, they want that other nigga. They... It's like they want they, to say that a little bit louder. Say it. They want that other nigga. They want the what? The other one. The other one. So they they thinking about who I let go. Yeah, they want like I, the best way I could say is like if if she trying to make you be somebody else, she with you for security. She with you because it's safe. But I want you to be this risky nigga over here. I want you to be just like him over here, but I want you to be continue to be your personality. Oh, the nigga with potpourri in the restroom every time you go see him. Yeah, the one that's doing everything correctly because he like the vibe he get when he see you every now and then because he know you got to do. Right, that's the nigga trying to win. But all of that stuff goes away, no matter how perfect somebody is. If you with somebody that's perfect every time you're around them, that's a narcissist. That's narcissist. You're probably not going to be happy with somebody that's like that. You don't want to be with somebody that's happy all the time? That make you happy? No. You sound wild. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't want nobody to piss me off. I, I don't... I'm, I, I like real... I like authenticity. I, I, I love that. I love when someone finally lets their hair down. That's when I feel like I'm actually getting to know them for real. Mm-hmm. So I prefer that over. I don't want you to be too loose. Like, don't start pooping in front of me immediately. Uh-oh. You got to give me about three five, three to five years before you can poop around me. I mean, like. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping on that timeline, but I'm, give me a minute. I'm saying, like, if y'all done did everything else in the bedroom and she farted around you, it's like. Yeah. I guess. I don't, that's, think, <laughs> I don't think you should do that immediately, though. You got nah, someone that immediately, and but, poop and fart and shit like that immediately. Uh, like, I'm like, are you a dude? She the homie. Huh? She the homie. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need no dude. I don't want that. I don't want a woman to act like like that immediately. But I don't know. It's 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 the pet peeves to me. Pet peeves and expectations are the death to any relationship. I think you should get to know who you with and and decide from there if and you want to keep going. Love that. Huh? And say and just love that. Yeah. If you can't love it, walk away. Love me for me. Yeah. Like all them pet peeves, these are problems that pet peeves and expectations tells me a story about your past. Mm-hmm. That's all that does. It don't tell me anything that I think it'll take to make this relationship work. No, it tells me we fight in your past. Everything somebody else did to you, everything that went wrong in all your relationships is how you develop those pet peeves. 
Why are you putting that on me? I might, I might like drinking juice out of the jug because that's all I ever did. But that's like something like somebody did to her that she trying to rectify. Like yeah. I don't want that to happen again. Right. My last nigga drunk the juice off like <laughs> off the jug. And like, you all traumatized. Yeah. Every time you see me, and don't do that. Don't do that. You ain't gonna cheat on me again. Like what? Like hold on. What are you doing? <laughs> This is juice. Yeah, I bought two. They had buy one. They had a Bogo at Publix in the corner with the minute maid shaking. <laughs> yeah. It's another one, babe. It's another one right there. You could have that one. I didn't drink out of that one because that's your, for you. Yeah, that's this, for the house. This got your initials on it. Yeah. Like I didn't do that for that. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's it's a lot of things. You got anything you want to cover? Yeah. No, you don't. Dude, you've been low the entire conversation. I don't you know what low? your thing is. Are you high? What you mean low? <laughs> you high? Are you talking you about You ain't low. You ain't on a regular plateau right now is what I'm asking. I am. I'm regular. You're regular. Are you high? I'm not. I might have got something from your contact with your crackhead behind. Hey, man. Just say no. This man smokes cigars. And, and you drink, drink wine. I, yes. Like a desperate house uh, <laughs> hood nigga. <laughs> <laughs> a hood and, nigga that went to the suburbs uh, <laughs> and all his neighbors are white women. <laughs> and dressed like a, a thug for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's, that's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't crap on anybody for what they do. You know what I mean? Everybody does something. It ain't no different than somebody sitting in church, you know, uh, with with eight eight hundred milligram, a thousand milligram ibuprofen. They pop two or three of those before they leave the house every day. You know what I mean? Pain painkillers, pain relievers, and people on prescription drugs is what I'm saying. Okay. A lot of people do a lot of I'll heavy prescriptions. I only seen the one with two hundred milligrams on it. That's a store bought. You can go to the pharmacy and get oh, way a thousand? High. Yeah. It's like, it's That's like why if you're in pain or you sore or something, you can take four ibuprofen. And oh. that'll make you feel alright. Oh. Yeah. Now if you're doing that every day. Was that your drug of choice? Yeah. That's your drug. Your huh? own drug, sir. If you do that every day. I said, was that your drug of choice? No. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> when I went through my transition, I will be honest, I was on Tylenol PM, heavy. Transition to what? When I left Florida, I was uh-huh. uh I was really I was really down bad back then. Mm-hmm. So I uh I I you know that 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 transition into manhood when you start trying to take accountability and responsibility for your life. Okay. And I didn't know which way to go. So for for a hot month, you want to go to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For a hot month, I was uh yeah. Take a nap. I was sleeping all day, all day. I wake up and take them. I was like, give me some time now, PM, because I didn't, you know, I wasn't a sleeper. So that was my thing. That was my thing. I know I ain't want your blunt. Nope, I ain't want your liquor. Give me some Tylenol PM. 
be around here like Tyrone Biggums. You got any more of them PMs? You got more of them fish for somebody, miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I was on them things heavy, man. And I just broke. Like, after my mother and my sister started seeing that I was asking for them every time they went to Walmart. <laughs> I, was they addictive, man? Like you need I was to sleep. addicted for a month. You need to sleep that bad? Man, back then, I was rolling hard. You talking about I was working like 18 hours a day. Oh, okay. And when all of that stuff stopped and I started looking at my life, I was like, man, I needed something. I needed therapy is what I needed. And I chose those pills. I chose them pills I eat and go back to sleep. Eat, go back to sleep, and and that's a lot of things like with 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 what's going on right now. We see with the young boys and a lot of celebrities, mm-hmm. they getting high off like regular pills. You know what I mean? Lean ain't nothing but cough syrup. They doing? I I think at this point they doing anything they can get their hands on. Yeah, because you know a lot of people, especially with the pandemic. And, and 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 life as we know it, like we're never going back to February of last year. We're never gonna see that again. Like people being that way, open, right. free, everybody not worrying about something. Somebody's gonna be wearing a mask until they die. Right. Like people are gonna be like that's gonna be a regular thing. But what I mean is like, like we like growing up, we thought PCP meth. Crack, we thought that was garbage. Like, we'd never do that ever in life because that's something, yeah, that's something you get hooked on. So, we like, you see your your people walking around, like, you know, people that you thought that were like prominent figures of the neighborhood now Mm -hmm. crackheads and all this other stuff. So, yeah, like things like that, you just be like, I never do that. But then you see kids today, they like, yo, like, I know more. Crack, shine, all that. Yeah, I know more black kids on meth than I've ever known my entire life. Yeah, this is a, this is wild. Meth, heroin. I think we gotta go back to making it whack again. Yeah, but it's in all the music, all this new hip hop. I ain't never heard none of the rappers say he took meth or crack. But they popping pills. Methamphetamines are in the pills. Right. They're, 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 it's in the pills. That's why it's so highly addictive like that. You know what I mean? It, it's equivalent to them doing Quaaludes back in the day. You know what I mean? Them downers. Downers downers with a little alcohol would make you feel high as hell. And a lot of people are, are, are searching for that euphoria to feel better about life. You know what I mean? Feel better about their situations in life. You know what I mean? So... You know, it's easy to get hooked on something when you don't deem it harm harmful. Right. It's, it's, it's very easy to get hooked on something, and then you you venture out into that, and and you get caught up, and next thing you know, your life is like controlled by this substance, and it's a lot of people like that. You know, I don't, I don't. We we, I come from the era where we were sellers, and it seems like this this society that we in right now buyers they the ones that want to do the drugs back when I was growing up we was the ones that want to sell it but we didn't understand that we responsible for what's going on now y'all we we try to sell dope to everybody 
And now everybody's doing it. Right. So we're responsible for that. You know, that's why I take my charge so hard. Like, But most of y'all strung out crackheads now yourselves. Because we were promoting drug use. Right. And we were so. promoting it as a way out. Get how I feel better. Feel better about this bull, you know, that, that you call life. Right. So what makes you think when you spin the block and come back around, we're going to listen to your high-powered BS after you think you could come through and sell and harm the neighborhood and Everybody whatever. ain't your audience. Right. Somebody can get through to you, though. And if somebody can't get to you that, that can physically touch you, you got BetterHelp.com. I'm going to always promote some form of therapy because that's the way to go. You're getting high to get through your day. You're getting high to wake up. You're getting drunk to wake up. You know what I mean? You're doing all of these substances just to wake up and go about your day and be productive. And half the time it's not making you productive at all. You're just going about your day and you're, you're highly irritated. You know, you're a very irritable individual. That's why a lot of people get shot. That's why there's a lot of crime and murders and stuff like that because people once you got all of these chemicals in your body you don't respond the same mm-hmm. you know what I mean you don't respond the same you don't know which way to go so therapy is really what you need in my eyes therapy you need to get that stuff out of you whatever you're dealing with you need to talk to somebody about it no I ain't talking about you oh, I'm just talking about anybody like anybody that's like heavy on social like if I if I go past one glass or one cup of, of, of Merlot, I'm going through something. I'm going through something, and that's just the truth. If you if you got to be high all day just to deal with your life, you're going through something, and that don't mean take it in a bad way. Like like you need, you know what I mean? Like like it's something wrong with you, but it is something wrong with you, and you need to pay attention to yourself. That's what I'm saying. See, you probably ain't the right person to have this conversation with. You ain't ready for that. I'm saying... One we can kick the Willie Bobo if you want. What? The <laughs> Willie Bobo, man. I don't know what that is. You don't uh, know what kicking the Willie Bobo? That's chilling. Oh. Chilling, easy breezy. Yeah, like, we can do that. Like, but... I was I got some say, heavy topics, so... You got one glass of Merlot, and then you feel like you're going through something? I said if I go past that, see... So because you're on drugs and you don't understand what I'm doing. No, coming. you said if, if you, I go past if that. You go, I'm saying one glass, one extra glass of Merlot, you're going through something. I probably am. That's what you just said. I'm just repeating I probably am, yeah. Like, I'm like 90% sure I probably am. So why do you drink Merlot? To relax. Relax, chilling, and I enjoy and, uh, uh, wine. The euphoria of, of, of one glass is enough for me. But I don't drink to get drunk. I understand that. But one glass you feel all this all this satisfaction out of one glass. No, if 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 'cause I'm a light I'm light 'cause okay. I used to be a pothead. So after after two glasses, I'm borderline drunk. Oh. Yeah, it it don't take much like for how, me. I, how much proof is I got? Like, what, how much liquor is in that? Like, Under 14. Oh, so you were a baby. Yeah, it don't take much for me. 
So three glasses, you crying so, under the table. Somebody can be a serious pothead with some Reggie. Somebody can be a serious pothead with, with 200 milligram of ibuprofen. I was hooked on P- Tylenol PM, <laughs> and that's, it probably wasn't even more than 150 milligrams. I had the small pills, the $3 bottle. If it cost that much back then, Man. I had the small pills. So I get it. That's, and I was going through stuff. I was going through uh, an engagement I didn't want to be in, a breakup that happened because of the engagement. I had a baby on the way. And I, my, my best friend got killed. So I was going through a lot, and I just needed some rest because I was running real hard prior to that. So I get that you can go through that. People need to just pay attention to themselves. That's that's all I'm really talking about. Like, we can make turning up popular all we want, but if you getting drunk, if you throwing them back in a club, taking shots, eight shots, ten shots, twelve shots, if you just throwing them back, and then you getting in the car and you you blowing some weed or something like that, or you popping a pill before you take your shot, you going through some. If you need to turn up that bad, you going through something. All I'm saying is, like, you know, with the highlight on mental health, it's like they we all we talk about is is, is the diagnosis of that something is wrong, something is going on with us. Paying attention to yourself is saying that, hey, I know something is wrong. I need to do something about it. I understand that, but sometimes it's, it might it might not even be that. You saying somebody just walking around just wanting to get high? I understand that turn up. No, it's like sometimes it's like pressure, like you know. That's something wrong. Pressure is something wrong. Like, I don't think that's that's necessarily it. Like, it's nothing wrong with pressure. I think it's it's something wrong with you continuing to do something over pressure. But I feel like if somebody if you getting drunk or whatever like that in the club it's not it's not because you're mentally going through something like that it's because you see everybody doing it it's more like a crowd thing most of the time people not going through mental angst or whatever like that you think everybody in the crowd is getting drunk i think people are chasing waves that's all it is people are sheep sometimes there's not nothing mentally wrong with you i think when you see a crowd of people some people in there are sheep. They're just doing it because they see other people are doing it. They're doing it because you're getting past a drink. You don't have to pick it up. You can put it down. But you see everybody else doing it, you're going to take a shot. You see the blunt getting passed around, you're not going to like, oh, I don't smoke. You're going to pick it up, even though you might not smoke. It's just because you see other people do it. It's see, not necessarily saying that you're mentally screwed up. I ain't talking about peer pressure. See, you no, but exceptions to the rule. Like, it's always some instances where you can find the latter. Right. You know what I mean? It's always sometimes where you can find those type of situations. I'm talking about people that make this a part of their day. I'm talking about make it a part of their weekend, make it a part of their nights on a uh-huh. regular. Uh-huh. It's like, Everybody ain't doing that. Like you ain't you, you ain't doing that once in the blue moon with your friends and then going out and robbing somebody or shooting somebody, getting in an altercation. You know what I mean? You get drunk when you're a sensible person. You know to take your behind home. Hopefully you get home safe and you straight. You ain't finna do that tomorrow. You know what I mean? 
you got people that wake up every day and they once you feel that euphoria from getting drunk or getting high that one time now you okay so i can feel like this even though i'm going through this with my baby mama i'm going through this my mama is broke my daddy ain't around you know what i mean and i'm trying to feel better and then i try this drug or this liquor and i let it push me to a point where i don't feel none of that shit no more yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. So I don't have to feel that way. You know what I mean? My friend got killed. I grew up I, I grew up in this crazy neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, it's people that get hooked on that stuff because of these things. I ain't saying if you do it one time and you're on vacation and you want to get turned up or you want to chill out, you know what I mean? That's cool. You grown. I'm saying the people that live like this every day. You think that one friend, you know what I mean? That's what makes us piss poor friends. You got that one friend that every time y'all go out, he doing that. Same thing until he get drunk and throw up. You know what I mean? And he always want to fight. He always got a problem with something every time y'all go out, and that's how he kick it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and we have to pay attention to that stuff. We have to not only pay attention to ourselves, we have to pay attention to the people around us. Because that's too much. If you gotta get high every single day, if you gotta get drunk every single day, sir, it's something that you're not dealing with. It's something that you're not correcting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's if, if you can you can and when I say high, like if you if your tolerance for weed that's a regular thing you do, you might go through a blind day. You know what I mean? But if you got to get as high as you got the first time you got high on a daily, something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something wrong. If you got to get drunk and to that point, if you come home and have a nightcap, my nutritionist told me it's okay to have a little little glass of Merlot every day. You know what I mean? Especially after 35 because they're either going to tell you to take an aspirin every day. But if you drink Merlot or, or red wine, it's heart healthy and it has the same effect. You know what I mean? It thins out the blood because the older you get, your blood gets thicker. You know what I mean? And that helps it with thick blood. You're more prone to heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes. You know what I mean? So they're going to tell you to take one of those. You know, more than likely your doctor's going to recommend baby aspirin. Take one of those to help thin that blood out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if you're drinking Merlot, you're doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Now... If I went past one glass a night, I don't have a long day. I need to relax. As soon as I get in the house, I'm going to have a cigar. You know what I mean? A half piece of cigar. I'm going to smoke the whole thing, and I'm going to have my glass of Merlot. And I'm going to go to bed. Now, if I'm up to 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, knocking back glasses of Merlot, I'm a wino. You know what I mean? And and I'm going through more than what I want to think I'm going through. A lot of times people don't understand that they're going through something or they don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. I ain't going to talk your head off. But but mental mental health is it's a fine line between okay and not okay. And a lot of people don't understand it because they, they have accepted the abnormal. Like a lot of black people do. We accept the abnormal. I don't, I don't know. I, 
I just feel like, yeah, mental health is a real thing. And mm-hmm. everybody's going through their own issues. Everybody is. Yeah. I'm but, just I'm just drawing a line between okay and ab- ab- abnormal and excessive. Okay. Excessive behavior when you exceed a certain point. Like you can smoke a blunt. You know what I mean? You can smoke a blunt, smoke a couple couple puffs of it, and you straight. You know what I mean? Or smoke half of it and save the rest for tomorrow. You know what I mean? And you straight. But when you smoking a blunt when you get off work and then you roll in another one, you know what I mean? And you now you like, damn, I wonder if you up one o'clock in the morning and go get another site. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're a J. You're a J. Yeah, yeah, now you're going too far. You still got to be productive. You know what I mean? You still got to get the proper amount of rest. If you're up like that, that's because you're dealing with some stuff or you that irresponsible that you just want to turn up every night. Either way, those are signs of issues. And I'm not judging anybody that that um, that partakes in anything. Like like you said, and like I I'm, I'm I never hit it. I'm a fan of Merlot. I'm gonna have my Merlot, but I ain't gonna get drunk every damn day. And nor do I feel like I want to get drunk at all. Because a hangover is the worst. Uh, uh, come on, man. I don't want to do that. Wake up with a headache, stomach hurting, throwing up. I don't want to do that. Pregnant. Huh? I said pregnant. Walk away uh, <laughs> with morning sickness. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just saying pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to what you're doing. This is between... You and God. This, this ain't got nothing to do with what anybody else want to diagnose you. This ain't got nothing to do with no, no ghetto diagnosis. Ain't got nothing to do with that. But pay attention to yourself. When it's excessive, you got a problem. I can agree. Yeah. Now, if you just having a little nightcap or your or a little wake and bake, get through, you know what I mean? Fine, okay, that's your thing. But if you walk out the house red eyes and glossy eyes every damn day because you don't burnt through a whole two, three blunts just to get out the door, you got to wake up an hour or two early just so you can smoke just to go to work. You know what I mean? And then you got to go sit in the car and break after you did that so you can stay high all day. And then when you get off, you got to do it again so you can stay high all night. That's something else. That's not why it's here. Even in the Bible, Jesus allowed wine. But also in the Bible, it says you don't get drunk. That's when you've been excessive. And when you get to the point of excessive, that's when you know you have to identify the issue and start working on that. That don't mean that you got to stop the day or feel bad about what I'm saying. I'm not trying to turn none of y'all off. I'm just saying pay attention to you. Pay attention to you because all the shit, every time you're excessive, with any, even on the health side of it, when you're excessive, you're paying for this when you get older. Right. You know what I mean? You got liver, you got kidneys, you got a heart. All that stuff need to be okay. You got lungs. Yeah, all that you can smoke weed until whenever and never get cancer. I know people that got that smoke weed every damn day. Bob Marley died from cancer. 
You know what I mean? I thought it was gangrene. Yeah, it was cancerous. You gang- in, the, in that toe. Oh, it was cancer in his blood. Yeah, that's why he died. It wasn't. It wasn't just that. When when he lost that toe, that's when they found out he had cancer, and that's why he shriveled up like that. More you know. Yeah. But anyway, man, I ain't, I ain't gonna do it to you. I'm gonna let you off the hook. But this has been an episode of Cut Different hashtag Cut Different on all uh, platforms. I appreciate you, DJ, for stopping by. For sure. With your, this was the sleepiest episode I think you've ever done. I work at night. I don't give a damn. <laughs> you need to turn up when you come up here. I work at night. Smoke about three, four blunts when you come up here, man. Right. And get yeah. some, get some pills and pop some crack or something. Get some Tylenol mm-hmm. pills, man. Exactly. First of all, first, hey, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> That's between me and you. <laughs> yeah, all ten of them. So uh, I appreciate y'all, man. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with your boy. Um, these are my two cents. You can spend them or save them. I hope you keep them. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. Say amen, nigga. Oh, amen. Yeah. I thought we, I thought the church no, was the audience. No, you the audience, nigga. So. <laughs> Y'all be safe, man. Y'all stay up on this COVID news. It's spiking out here. Y'all keep y'all mask on. I don't care how hard you are, how gangster you feel, or uh, uh, how much knowledge you think you have about what's going on with this COVID. People are dying still. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself and do more research about the vaccines. Make sure you know what you what, what kind of decisions you need to make for you and your family. Amen. Cut different, we out.